Welcome to the second podcast of Offline Broadway. We are still here, still going, and we got another very special guest. He is the creator of Theatre Is Dead, the very awesome Facebook page. It is Charlie Munn. How you doing, man? Doing really well. Thanks for having me on episode two. I'm really stoked and honored to be a guest on the show. This is my first technical podcast cast. This is me. This is my first podcast. So it's a it's a huge honor to kind of do it to, to well, do this I'm one with you. Really happy to have you on. And um, as a second guest, very very happy. Um, like the first one, um, you, uh, you told me that you uh, listened to. I've I did. I listened I did. back to it. I really enjoy talking with um with Amber, but listening to myself, I said like so many times. So for those listening, I'm gonna really cut back on trying to say. You know, I I think you're gonna figure out some habits. You know, it's, oh, it's yeah. a crazy thing when you start to watch yourself on video, when you start to watch yourself on or listen to yourself through audio. It, it gets pretty weird. Yeah, definitely. I mean, just listening back to it's like oh, like like I was just counting. Like, just stop listening. Just upload it and just deal <laughs> and just work on it. Yeah, I mean it's. You know. And I'll talk about it this a little bit more, but and when you're in the game of kind of creating content or creating like media for the internet, uh, it's a it's a volume game. Like you just want to produce as much as you can and and not get stuck in making things perfect because that's when you stop. And uh, and yeah, and so maybe I, I'll introduce myself a little bit. Yeah, go uh, for it. Yeah, um, um, yeah, yeah. So um, so my first question is. Who are you and what inspired you to start Theatre Is Dead or just inspired you to be involved in theatre? Yeah, absolutely. So my name's Charlie. Uh, I started Theatre Is Dead in November of 2017. Um, I've been involved in theatre my entire life, uh, just about. Uh, I was a really kind of cripplingly shy kid. Uh, I really didn't have... I just hated being in front of people. I hated any form of attention and then theater was the place where I kind of found a sense of confidence it's where I was taught that I was good at things that uh, you didn't have to be book smart you didn't have to be you know good at arithmetic like you could just be good with people and there was there was a place where that was actually welcomed and celebrated and so theater would eventually give me that confidence uh, skip two uh, I moved to I'm originally from Wales uh, I moved to it's a true story. Uh, Same I, here. Then I'm I, in Wales, I, so <laughs> I, I know that's it's when you where, told when you me said this that, I last like, year. I was it was like oh my god, no way! Because um, yeah, I'm from Penarth originally, so I, I love Penarth because me and Charlie we kind of like started messaging each other this time last year, I'd say. Because um, yeah, just about our, both of our Facebook pages are our theatre base, and we were just chatting, and, and then he said, and then he asked me, oh, 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 where I am, and I said, oh, I'm in Cardiff, and he's like, no way, I was, I'm from Panath, and it was like, what are the odds of that? I mean, you know, two theatre pages, you're in uh, New York now, which is my dream place to uh, right. Live, so, but as it is, I'm sure for know. for a lot of people. Oh yeah, definitely. For, for a lot of people interested, it's the American dream. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and on that note, like my family, uh, around when I was eight, I had four brothers. My entire family moved to a place called Celebration, Florida, uh, in pursuit of like the American dream, in pursuit of a life with more opportunity. And so I went to high school there and fell in love. Florida State has an amazing theater program, like internally within, set up within the schools. And so I very much became in that world and a part of that world. And, uh, and then once I graduated high school, 
and hopefully I, I, I would like to get a, maybe later get into high school and how terrible of a student I was. Uh, but eventually after high school, uh, I found myself auditioning for Juilliard, did not get in, uh, which, you know, was its own unique heartbreak. And, and then after that, but like, I fell in love with the idea of getting to New York. I was like, this is for me. I want to hustle here. And so I got there and eventually went to a, another school that I fell in love with. And then after kind of four years in school, I learned so much about acting in the business world and realized what I didn't like about it all. And so right after college, I got a job as the social media associate for a company called Marathon Digital. And at the time, it was me and my boss uh, at the time, Mike, and we were running the social media for Hamilton, The Great Comet, and Disaster the Musical at the time. Uh, and I was there for about three months before I was fired uh, for reasons we can talk about. And that ultimate, and in that, I was seeing the power of social media. I was seeing just what was happening at scale when people were online. And I was just like, oh my God, like this is real. Like people are seeking a community. People want to talk about theater online. And I think I can be a voice in that. I think I can create an online community where people can talk and celebrate theater. And so from that, I kind of created theater is dead. And, and I've been running that for the past year and a half, almost yeah, about a year and a half now. Uh, and yeah, that brings me to pretty much now where I'm kind of consistently making content every single day. Hmm. Well, I think that's, that's really interesting because we have like similar backgrounds in, in like, in like terms of like being a very shy kid in like early years and then discovering a certain passion and then that what kind of drives you but one question before we get into into all that i know the answer because i watched one of your live streams a while back but um why is your page called theater is dead yeah that's uh also i have to say i am glad it is spelled r-e not e-r yeah that was a conscious choice uh that was definitely a conscious choice uh it's cool that because one, it, I liked how provocative it sounded, you know, like in my mind, people hear that and they're like almost frustrated at that. Yeah. And that's purposeful because I kind of want people to remember that theater is a live act and, and theater is in fact not dead. It's very much alive, but it needs attention to do so. And also it's kind of this play that the moment you record theater, the moment you digitize it, it no longer becomes what it essentially is. And so uh, it's a kind of joke on that. Like it's, it's definitely like a snore. And plus, like, it appeals to this, like, inner emo kid that I have within me. And that's like, Just you know, bit, like rock and roll. Like, you don't get me. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and plus, and, and it's now, it's interesting how it's, I, you know, and working on, like, the overall branding of, of the channel. Uh, it's very much now like kind of turned into this like grunge, you know, almost a, it's been a style, a style guide for me. Uh, yeah, I, I've like, seen like a bit like um, like a pixelated eclipse and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. I do like the style of it because um, I, I, I found it quite tough tr like trying to find the image for a geek chat in that sense. So yeah, at yeah. first because I, I first started a geek chat, it was it was on youtube like four years ago and it was mostly like superhero comic book game of thrones based. yeah because yeah. that yeah, yeah. that's what i love because i i liked theater before that but I, I i never loved it and then i posted like a single hamilton clip and then that kind of 
got very popular and i kind of oh right okay i like theater let's move to this because there are so many like superhero marvel pages out there because it's it's huge right. i think theater on online is now slowly becoming bigger and bigger and it's a really nice community too on yeah no it definitely, Instagram and definitely Facebook. is but um, yeah no i'm mm-hmm. yeah so um you so you mentioned about um working uh for hamilton the great comet mm-hmm. and what was the other one uh, Disaster the musical, Disaster, the musical, which was like a musical that ran on Broadway. I think it was by the end it was like three months. Mm. It was a musical by Seth Rudesky, uh, and it's like this kind of ghost like play on an '80s disaster film mm. where like everything goes wrong and we should sing about it and the ship sinking and you know we'll that sing our way out. Real. I've I've never heard of that one. I've heard of the uh, Great Comet. The music in that is yeah. um is just beautiful, but um. You could have guessed my favorite musical is Hamilton. Um, I, yeah, and I mine saw, too, for sure. Yeah, uh, I saw in one of your live streams, like last year, you told a story about how you met or saw Lin Manuel Miranda. Oh God! Yeah, yeah, yeah honestly, <laughs> the uh, divine one—that was like, it's like something I really hold quite dear to me. You know, just in, like it's just obviously just a cherished memory. So I was—we were recording one of the Ham for Hams. Uh, that they were doing around that time hmm. and they were doing school of rock one and like we had just kind of finished wrapping up and like i you know we were shooting the thing and so we were just like in the room with him and i was just like being very you know i was there on behalf of mike the guy who like put me on the boss who who uh gave me the position and so i was like his you know i was his assistant and i didn't want to step out of bounds of that and so, you know, we're all just like walking and eventually like, you know, it's 645 and the dude's got a like, so we're on 40, 40th street and we're like two blocks away from the Richard Rogers and it's like 630 and Lynn's just like, all right, I got to go. And like, it, like in my head, I'm like, where's he going? I'm like, oh, the show yeah. he made that's down the street. Yeah. And so we left. Little off Broadway show. Little indie music. Yeah, a little, yeah. the little quiet. Yeah, off, yeah, off yeah. Broadway. It's a sleeper. Might close. <laughs> uh, um, and so we're just walking down the street. I remember so vividly. Mike, my boss, was just in front of me, and they were like chatting about work because, like, Mike was so in depth with creating a lot of the things that became popular with that show in terms of social. And I was just like behind him, being like behind them, just being like, "Oh my god!" Like, I can't believe, like and it and i was just like very quiet and i was just like i was just happy to be in the room you know uh and truly like i felt like in the room where it happens i was like i'm just happy to be here uh like aaron burr was ready to kill to get into that room i was like <laughs> i'm so thankful i'm just here and then mike was kind enough to be like oh by the way lynn like this is charlie he's my new associate he, he works with me and lynn you know turns around just like hey like nice to meet you it's like lynn i'm like I would not know like, what to oh. say. And I was just like, it's great to meet you. <laughs> you know, and then he goes, you know, and she's like, it literally makes a right towards the Richard Rogers. He was wearing a Kermit the Frog hat. And I was, the, and he looked, in fairness, what I do remember, how tired he looked. Like, you know, and I mean that life. respectfully, and I, and I mean that with love. Like, the dude was working. I'm gonna just keep making puns like nonstop. nonstop like he really yeah. wouldn't, and like gave his energy to each moment that he was in, and it was I was just blessed to 
honestly it felt like i was meeting shakespeare truly yeah that's what the moment felt a, like a lot of people do a, a lot of people are calling him the uh monday shakespeare which you know i do agree with him to be honest he obviously yeah, says I'm, no i'm not like in interviews he says i'm i'm not he's, he's so modest you know if anyone said, oh, yeah, I am, that. yeah. No, you're like, you know what, you're right. I am. Yeah, I am. You're right, yeah. I'll put you that on, tell my, more on my bio. Uh, we'll see, honestly. It's going to be beautiful. Watch the, When we watch, the, I think the man's career it will be what really shows that. And whatever piece he makes next, whatever thing he does. Uh, you know, like, and in terms of creating, that's why creating online content really uh, excites me, is that, like, it's a shame Lynn doesn't blog, you know, like I know. where, where we would have been in the room of Lynn writing that show. And like, obviously everyone has their own creative process. You have to trust yours, but like what we would kill for Shakespeare's diaries, like what we would kill for Lin-Manuel Miranda's blogs, you know? Mm. And so, so much of what I'm doing, I think with theater is dead is kind of in that pursuit and that difficulty of, trying to like just you know i'm a create i'm a theater maker like i produce theater i'm trying to hustle in new york like there might be some value with chasing my dreams and ambitions by documenting it online mm. and so that's definitely I, I just think i think about that a lot well i think that's you know because you said was it a trust your process because mm-hmm. I've I've seen that huge believer. I've seen that phrase on a lot of your posts and i think for yeah. anyone who wants to write theater or perform on stage backstage or on stage it's very important i think phrase to keep hold on onto. a hundred percent i um thank you for bringing that up like it's definitely as i like, kind of go forward theater is dead and because and, i did just start producing a vlog or, or and producing videos on youtube i'm trying to think like well what are what do i really want to say like what do i really want to do and like you know if a hundred you know if a hundred people want to view take the time out of their day to view a video I made, like, what do I want to tell these people? Like, I want to help them. Mm. And for me, if they're creatively driven people, and even if the theater is not something that they're going to pursue, but it's something that they love, like, and trust your process has definitely become, become something that I've learned through through teachers and through through artists, through friends that are artists. Like, you will never be happy if you're thinking about uh if you're comparing what you're doing or the work that you're making to other people, you have to trust that the, the process of you doing it, that like, you're not going to make Hamilton like Lin-Manuel did not think that he was going to write what Hamilton would become to be. He trusted his process and wrote every day until the story appeared. Like you, you know, like you just have to make a thousand pots and learn how to make the pot well before, you know, you're not going to make the one perfect pot. You have to make a thousand of them. Mm, And so, and fall in love with the process of shaping it. And, you know, hopefully over the next like five, 10 years, the people who choose to follow me on theater is dead will kind of be a part of that. Like my real true hope for theater is dead is that like one day I'll take the Tony and it'll be built on the back. I'll be able to like look, into the you know it'll be built on the theaters that audience and i say that hopefully with love and generosity like it'll be made and only possible because of the people that i worked with and the people that who who kind of committed their time and energy to the to to theaters that because i just think that's how it's going to happen in my head 
I think that's very motivational. I think you should do like motivational sp- uh, speaking because I think the way that you describe how to create something, you will fail, you will fall at some point, but it's all about mm-hmm. trying again and keep on trying. If you if, if you want it, you will definitely get it. And I think that's a big ins- that's a big inspiration. You said about taking the Tony. Um, are you what what aspect of um? Broadway are you, are you keen is it a, a, a producing writing starring or aren't you sure uh, yet it'll be I don't know <laughs> exactly well, I, I see, don't know that's all right see you know yeah exactly I mean it's a hundred percent I'm just trying to live my pieces like hmm. in a while I think you know the show all I want is it to feel in high school I did a play called almost Maine and it's a really popular play here in the states like the really popular uh play that kids do in in high school Mm. uh it's just really short it's like six scenes it takes place in almost maine which is a made-up town in northern maine here in the states and it's it's essentially just six or seven vignettes of like people falling in and out of love and in that when i did that play we took it to theater we took it to a theater competition the florida state thespians that i mentioned earlier in high school and it was the first time and at that point i'd performed a, a bunch of times like for high school audiences for for kind of like friends and family for community productions and uh, but there we took it to like the one act competition and the one act, taking a play to one x was like uh it, it was you know it's like that glee vibe it's like everyone's there oh, to yeah. compete with each other to like yeah. get to number one and dude like being at that point, I, I must have been 17, I think, very much like in the bubble of like what my theater department was. And it was my first time going to One X. And so like suddenly to go from the bubble of like kind of my small town where nobody except from the theater kids cared about theater or like and even the audiences, like the audiences are only there because their kids are in it. You know, there's no sense of like, probably because it was questionable content you know like i don't yeah. i don't want to see those tapes uh of me acting uh, uh, so it was my first no time one would, yeah, no one would. uh it was my but now i do like now i actually i'd love to, i'd love to vlog that uh but but performing at one x i just remember there at the end of that play uh there is a scene in which like I'm listening to, and it's like very romantic comedy music. And I'm listening for my sound cues through the speakers because it's like, you know, I get up, I think the girl's not coming back and I'm about to walk off stage. Then I hear the sound cue and I turn around the girls on the other side of the stage. And then like the sound cue hits right at a climactic moment. And then they like go and embrace and they hug. And it's like, they're going to be together for the rest of their lives. And in that moment, like I go walk off stage, the audit and like, I'm hearing the audience react, but I'm not really like hearing much because you don't know, just trying to be present. Mm. And then all of a sudden I just can't hear the music because the girl has walked on stage and the audience now realizes that like, oh, she came back. Like they're going to be together. And they just start howling. Like they just start screaming and like shouting and just celebrating. They're like in the play with us. And these are kids in theory we're competing with right like for yeah. for the one act prize but in that moment like everyone was just so stoked about the play like hollering and i can, can't hear my sound cue at that point and so i'm just like fuck it the 
and we just run into each other's arm that was charged by like the energy of the room. And in that moment, like, and I think back to it so hard, like in that moment, it was my first time performing for people who wanted to see it, you know, like people who were there because they were in love with the piece. They were in love with the project. So to bring it back to like producing on Broadway and that ambition, I want it to be that. I just want it to be a project that in my core, in my, in like, and this is just for me, like in my heart of hearts, I'm like, oh, this is a badass piece. Like, and this piece is entirely mine. Like, I don't necessarily care if like the world cares about it. It's just got to feel like mine in the way that Almost Main did, if that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I mean, you mentioned like not wanting to see yourself on tape, on, on tape, like previous yeah. performances. Like, um, I, I've loved theatres ever since I was really, really young. But I think it it was kind of boosted to like a to a, a massive passion when I first listened to Hamilton like two years back. Mm. Um, but back in school in my young years, we did uh, the Sound of Music, and yeah. I was a uh, Captain Von Trapp, and I was such a shy kid. But you know, I I did audition, and then I I I got the role. So then, but it Crushed was it, you booked it. Yeah, like it. I mean, it was. They did film it, but I <laughs> I haven't seen it since, and I I I wouldn't want to really right now. But um, think because I think when I was younger, I I wanted to be on stage or on the screen, and now mm-hmm. I want to work in theatre. But now I'm more like backstage. I want to uh write music, compose music. I I want to cr- create something. But it it's all about trusting your process, like you said. And, mm-hmm. you know, I've been composing since I was, well, 14, 15, and I've written some decent stuff, and I've written mostly terrible pieces, which I haven't listened to <laughs> since since they were the, uh, they were, uh, they were made, but I think it's all about trial and error, and then yeah. you will get there if you want it. Um, so with your Facebook page, um, mm-hmm. you're also on Instagram too, and true. Twitter. You've also recently started on YouTube as well you're uh-huh. YouTube famous. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. i would say so i would personally say so uh, well, nobody I, else would i'm uh, quoting a lot of your of your instagram stories because i find them so entertaining like guys honestly just right because oh, we normally do this up like thing at the end but just follow theater is dead literally on instagram or facebook charlie's stories are so entertaining like he was saying how he's youtube famous and when you end up i'm youtube famous i died i honestly i i legit died i would but um thanks man i honestly it it really does mean the world like like especially to go i mean you know this like to go from i think we're at 1700 followers now on instagram Hmm. and to go from like zero to that is the fucking game like that means the world to me that there's that amount of people willing to to like willing to watch like willing to listen willing to laugh like willing to give offer their time and, and so it just means the world that you yeah definitely because like, i found i found that instagram it's a lot harder to get followers on that than than facebook i think facebook there's a lot more sharing and you know more yeah yeah like roads to access more different pages so i, I find instagram very a very difficult i mean on Geekchat, I got we have thirty one thousand followers, and on Instagram, yeah. two hundred and twelve something like that. So there's a yeah, massive yeah. leap, and I'm always like, like uh, making different. I said like then, I'm gonna try, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> try and stop. Um, but there's always I'm trying to 
reference both different pages, but it's it is it is difficult to actually get someone to physically go onto a different platform. And, yeah, and, and follow that. How do you find balancing different uh, platforms? And do you post the same content or different content on different platforms? So, yeah, no, it's definitely difficult. I would find I've in my experience, I found the Instagram, the theaters that Instagram community, or the drama club that I've been trying to call everyone, but it's just me right now. Uh, <laughs> is I'm part of it. I appreciate that. So now there's two people. Two. Uh, if growing. you listening would like to be the third, just give me a shout. Yeah. Uh, you can sign up. And, and yeah. And, and <laughs> send Charlie your, uh, your PayPal info. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's completely free. I just <laughs> yeah. needed uh, $10 to get it started. Um, I find that the Instagram audience is quite deep. It, there, like, there's a real engagement there. Like, And it's only recently started to happen in the past uh month two months kind of the new year that like people are commenting and people are sending me messages that there's like a beginning sense of like oh like i'm finally getting feedback or like i'm finally starting a a real conversation whereas i find on facebook while while the sharing capabilities are huge everyone's on facebook like it is so very real uh when people tag or or when people I find that like when a video goes viral and you share it and like it crushes, it's very much in between. It's like you're sharing it to one person and then that one person wants to talk about it with another person, not necessarily with you. And so it's creating these larger conversations on Facebook of, of trying to like, this video came from me. Like, you know, like I yeah. made this video or, you know, like I shared this video. Yeah. In uh, a sense, Facebook is too social in the sense that yeah, there is yeah, no yeah. engagement with the creator. It's, it's just with your friends, you know, which is yeah. the idea of Facebook, but it's, it isn't helpful for us. So I, I do understand where you're coming from there. Yeah. But uh, that being said, in starting producing, I, I've really started to lean heavily in producing, uh, original content uh and that's been a bit of a game changer in in regards to facebook because videos can obviously live on facebook the same way that you can on youtube and so being able to like premiere a video and then chat live like as the video is premiering and be able to talk with people as they're watching it is the coolest thing like and it's the same sense you know it's like i deeply care about the one person willing to watch you know i really and it goes back to theater like I dramatically care about the one person, the one audience member that showed up because like, that's the only one that matters. Yeah. Uh, and I feel that same way about producing videos. Like I'm not after a hundred K I'm not after 3 million. Like I'm, I, I want one. I just want that one person to watch the whole thing. You know, yeah. I like, I just want that one person to care. Uh, and so it's cool to just now, like literally two weeks ago, post a video and see some engage, some strong engagement there. Yeah, I mean, um, going back to that, caring about that one person that follows you. I mean, I can name several people who who have been like following and like from the start, but also engaging and being supportive. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure yeah. you can too. I mean, I recall like in my first few months of creating, posting theatre content, I used to do little 
live streams with like uh, debates. So I did one debate. Yeah, yeah. Hamilton versus uh, Dear Dear Evan Hansen, and it was it was really small. There were. I'm a fan, bro. I watch. Oh, thank you. I I, I really do yeah. appreciate that you <laughs> remember that. Like that was ages ago, and I haven't done that since because I'm I just got so much work on. But, um, the same people who were contributing to that, including yourself, they you know they are still constantly commenting and engaging even yeah. on facebook because as you said facebook it is a lot of just tagging in the comments and then like the occasional maybe theater quote or something yeah. f- engaging but um i can name two people straight away megan mcintyre and charlotte neon who i know they'll both be uh, listening to this charlotte neon i if you are listening i definitely want you on this on this podcast because she makes the most incredible uh, costumes from theater especially like um the Skylar sister dress like it's it's amazing but um there's always those few that you will remember yeah because no matter how many followers you have there you always i mean i'm even sure someone like logan paul who who's you know got like 20 million subscribers on youtube must know someone who supports them yeah, at, at first like everyone will and I think that yeah. that sort of, especially on Instagram, you you recognize more names. And I have noticed too. Yeah, there are a lot more engagements on Instagram because people don't really tag people on Instagram comments. I don't really do that. It is it is quite a singular experience on Instagram for me personally. Yeah, I mean, c- cracking the like those kind of that viral meme content, you know, that yes. that destroy destroys is super channel i see it there and i'll see it occasionally with some posts but i mean the bridge of connecting theater to pop culture and finding the right text and copy uh that really like is a beautiful connection like uh is a challenge you know that's like yeah i mean that's where the that's where the skill is you know it's where the artistry in, in making meme content is. exactly because the uh, the, uh, the insight it's 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 just be it's bigger than anyone could have ever thought and yeah. I doubt that the people who created it ever thought it would end up at this point with meme culture and, you know, yeah. social media. And I think, you know, you you would also know you post mostly a, a daily. I do too. Well, I try to because I do find it tough posting yeah, no, daily. Kidding. How about you? Oh, What's your uh, oh, thoughts on that? I'm, dude, I am always in a constant state of stress about not posting enough about not hitting volume like because here's the game like the the attention to what we're all kind of going through won't be this way forever and uh so the game right now is output and it's like if you're you know i'm trying to hit four posts a day across facebook and instagram and <laughs> that's, that's obviously the just same. hearing that i was like oh that sounds like a lot of work like it, it is it's, yeah well it's, it's not a, a lot, lot of work. work it's just no it's a lot that's yeah like, honestly and so I also run the social media for uh, a, another business. Like as a small business venture, I've been running the social media for another theater company. Yeah. And I'm doing the, I'm doing that for them. You know, like they're paying me to do that. Uh, except they're, they don't fully understand that. Like, you know, I could post one a day there and then be okay with it. But I'm like to maximize, to be the best it can be, you need to post like four bits of relevant, meaningful content that brings value to the people like you you're not trying to post nothing you know or just hogwash like you're trying to post like actual a p- bit of content that'll make someone laugh bring them value educate them in some way yeah uh but honestly and it's funny you say this, so some of the bigger theater instagram accounts because 
I'm pretty wrapped up in the world. Like, I, you know, I'm just fascinated by it. And some of these bigger Instagram accounts, I've spoke to a lot of them. And I thought originally with all, cause like, you know, it's all quite nameless and faceless. Like it's all quite, you know, it, it, whereas like, I'd like to think that, you know, you can realize that it's me for like Charlie yeah. is posting on theater is dead pretty quick. Yeah. Because, uh, whereas um, a lot of these other, I have noticed, like, um, if if you say posts a meme, you'll yeah. you'll have a comment above it, and then Charlie underneath it. So it makes it seem yeah. a, a lot more p- personal in that sense, which I actually yeah. like. I, I haven't done that yet, but I think adopting some sort of just like a like a online signature makes it seem yeah, but... a bit more community like. So I I I do like that. It's something small, but it it does go a long way. Yeah, I think so. And whereas like these other kind of larger accounts, I think, well, at first, you know, it's these accounts with like 20, 30, 100,000 followers. I thought it was going to be some like theater Illuminati situation in which like the upper echelon of Broadway has these um, like 30 accounts and they use these accounts to push out. This is I know it sounds a little nuts. This is what I originally thought. There was going to be the like they have these thirty accounts and they they use these accounts to publish the musicals that they want in pop culture, mm. that they want to be in, in the you know they want to be the Tumblr musical of the day, like they want it to become Be More Chill, they want it to become Heather's, like that's what I thought their engine was. Uh, absolutely not. It is a bunch of high schoolers who work like they. Yeah post content daily and like in talking with these kids i'm like and i knew and once i realized that i was like holy shit like i'm being schooled by these high schoolers like they are posting daily and it really like it truly impresses me uh and it's because they have so much time you know they they do they just have a lot of time on their hands uh and it'll be and i was talking to somebody recently and i was saying like you know, because they were they were in conversation about having a podcast and, and and like kind of going that route. Yeah. And I was saying to them like, it's a really good idea to do it because eventually all these offers and opportunities that you're being offered because you have these popular Instagram accounts will go away once Instagram isn't Instagram anymore. And so you need to kind of expand the the reach if you want this to become something. And it was kind of it felt like it was fall it wasn't that point wasn't quite listened to and and so i don't know it's just i'm i'm obsessed with where theater is in, in pop culture and how the drama kids and the thespians of our day are like meeting theater and i think most of the time now it's like on instagram facebook and tumblr you know yeah it is tumblr especially like a tumblr i'm not on a, a tumblr but just from the sound of it, it's a very, it, it's just a very intense, passionate community about uh, so many topics, and theatre oh, yeah. being one of them. I I hear like a lot of fan arts on there and, 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 and stuff like that, but yeah, that's yeah. where the bootleg trade is. Yeah, bootleg. You've literally just jumped ahead because um, I was talking to Amber about um, bootlegs, and because with her Facebook group, oh, yeah. they oh, banned yeah. discussion about bootlegs because it just becomes this massive debate and it is a very very controversial debate before i ask you because i know your opinion on it my opinion on it is i tend not to watch bootlegs but um yeah 
I have Hamilton clips from um, just uploads from the professional recording that I found on on YouTube or and the um, PBS documentary because they had multiple clips on there and I've happily posted them on the on my page um, a few have gotten copyright strike but I'm happy to keep on posting them because I get so many comments from 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 just people saying thank you so much I live in Scandinavia we have no theater yeah. I I have no way of seeing Hamilton so so yeah. that's their only way of seeing just a just a, a, a taste of it so now I'm gonna ask you the big question which I know you are very firm on what is your thought on bootlegs I'm officially on the record I feel you know like I, I whereas like I think I've in the past I've been very uh pro uh uh, pro bootlegs. Yes. But here, let me let me go as someone on the record right now. Um, I've become more neutral about it. Really? Wow. Uh, I have, in the sense that, like, I understand, and I posted this in a meme the other day. I was like, I understand that artists don't want their the one dollar version of their show, that they have not worked their the past like ten years to produce something that you shoot on your iPhone 5C in like low light and it's just not how that show is meant to be understood. Flip side of that. And this is where I lean a little more towards it. Like, oh my God, just produce your put, your do it. Yeah. Just do it. Like just fucking do it. It makes me so mad when I really like get worked up about it because like, you want to sell tickets to your show. And I promise you, if you see, if your show is released online, more people will come see it. Like it's the need to see theater and the need to see productions are so real, so vivid. And, and there's just a desperate need for, for theater lovers and art lovers truly across the world Definitely. to have more, have faster and more accessible content and it's a shame like it's not even a shame it's just that the broadway shows of our day are missing a intense opportunity because they're playing by old rules in which they would get a movie deal you would shoot the movie and then you would push out the thing like and then you would uh distribute it across cinemas like now you can hire a company shoot it and put it on your Facebook page. Yeah. And everyone can see it. You know, the, the, the distribution model has changed so intensely that I'm really surprised. And there's a lot of stuff, you know, cause like theaters especially is so old world that it makes sense that there are rules and, and things in place to not allow that to happen. And there's so much to figure out. Uh, but I, we need to, jump on it because like here's my thing like the bootlegs are being produced anyway like nothing can the, stop them yeah like what i understand like patty lapone's gonna scream at you if your phone's out but that person is still gonna pull their phone out like and it's and i'm the opposite of when i go see a show like i'm off my phone like that's my vacation like i want to go there and consume it like i want to feel the energy in that room but i can't help but think of just the massive massive 
opportunity that's missed. Like if I was doing a show and I'm trying to think of like Beetlejuice is a good example. Beetlejuice coming to Broadway. Woo. I'm not crazy about Beetlejuice. Like I don't know the production team. I don't know a lot about that show, but if I was marketing that show, I would record a version of it. Like I would do it pretty down low and I'd do it pretty bootstrap. Like think I would do the YouTube version of it. Like Casey Neistat, that world, like DSLR, it's not super fancy. Uh, and I would give it to these Instagram accounts and these Tumblr musical and these Tumblr accounts. And I would illegally give it to them for accounts like mine and accounts like yours and accounts like everyone else to post because it's just going to do nothing but wonders for the show. Yeah. Uh, that being said, you got to respect how the work gets made. It's a fiery topic for me. It's definitely it is. triggering. It is. And, I know some people who are very against um, bootlegs, and you've just given me a very good idea from for maybe a future episode where we could do a a, a debate on bootlegs. So um, yeah, keep your diary open because that because uh, I I think that's that's it's a, such an interesting debate, and I think it's not talked about a lot in theatre because I think if someone mentions bootlegs, most people are just like, no, no, definitely not, definitely not. But most people they after because i used to live in australia and yeah it was a while back but they had one theater in melbourne it's it's yeah. most likely changed now but it, they had one theater in in melbourne but nobody like theater is not a big scene there at, at all right and on my demographics on my facebook page australia is my third highest demographic so You're there's right. so many people wanting to who enjoy theater in somewhere like uh, like Australia, but you know there isn't because the UK has has the West End, America has yeah. a Broadway. What does Australia have? Exactly. So the you, Sydney you, Opera you, House. The Sydney <laughs> Opera House. Like, like you can't. So yeah, there's there's a real. Mm-hmm. So I think the answer is to uh, stopping bootlegs, make theatre more accessible. Yeah, affordable it's, it's tickets to make your own. Yeah, make your own theatre exactly. Uh, yeah. Or I mean, but it's it free Hamilton tickets. Yeah, just that's the tweet. Manuel, <laughs> give us free Hamilton yeah. tickets. I mean, Sorry, just... um, Uh-oh. dear Evan Hansen is uh, coming to the West End in October this year. I heard, I'm so rumor excited. has you have you have tickets. Uh, well, I signed up for the um early access tickets and I actually got them. So um, they go on sale tomorrow at noon. So I'm oh, gonna have. So Good I'm gonna have two laptops. Sir. My brother's phone, my phone, just ready to go, just trying to get in and get those tickets because I'm dying to see Evan Evan Hansen. I saw Heather's last year yeah. in London, and I was blown away by that. But Evan Hansen is—it's such a—it's so moving and meaningful. And I've read the book too; that's just superb. So I'm dying yeah, to see it. Missing missing Ben Platt in that show was definitely oh, I know. a regret. But that's kind of like. That's kind of story story of my life. I definitely don't see Broadway shows. Um, I was going to ask, uh, what's the last show that you've that you've seen? That's a great question. The last, truly, the last play I've seen was a uh, a friend of mine. He who's a writer. I've been in several of his plays, and he produced one just down the street. And like, if I'm involved with any scene, uh, it's the young upstarts. It's you know the young people who are producing kind of original work now 
but in terms of Broadway, I'm trying to think what the last broad. I think that truly the last Broadway show I saw was SpongeBob. So how was that? Because um, dude, I it was so good. I've heard so I, many people saying, "Oh, it's terrible," but then I saw dude, the Tony performance. Are wrong, I saw the Tony performance. Wrong. I, I had, yeah, I thought it was Squidward, brilliant. Man. I saw that Squidward song Gavin? and I was like, "Oh my god!" I never How thought that would work. That? It works. It genuinely loser, works. Loser, so. dude. I am a loser. Uh, yeah, honestly, that show was. Is that, st- is that still going, or has it ended? Uh, it's not. It did close, unfortunately. Sorry, I just had to press a button. Uh, right. Yeah, it is. It did close, unfortunately. But I, there's larger questions of how like Broadway shows are, are made uh, and like their intent of why they're made. Um, but you know that show was always destined for kind of a limited run. It was directed by a woman called Tina Landau, and she made a book called The Viewpoints. Or her and Anne Bogart made a acting philosophy or. Uh, performance philosophy called the viewpoints collective or it's called viewpoints if you google it you'll find it yeah uh and so and it's a beautiful way of producing work if you're a performer and you're an artist like it's and find someone who really understands it and learn a little bit about that because it'll give you a new kind of performance vocabulary but I, i love this woman and so to see her work on broadway like she is at her heart she is I don't know her personally, but she, she is off Broadway. You know, she is avant-garde theater. She comes from this place of theater as a form that people can learn and communicate things that they keep hidden. And so to see her, when I saw Tina Landau's directing SpongeBob, I was like, what is this avant-garde artist doing, produce, <laughs> like directing a, a commercial product? And it ended up just being this beautiful, like beautiful piece. I brought after the first act, I saw it with my best friend. And after the first act, I bravoed. I screamed bravo to the point where everyone could, you know, everyone's hearing me at that yeah. point. But I was just soaked. As you can tell, like I get stoked, like, and to see like that kind of especially in that time period, it was very in the midst of the, uh, it was, it was the post-election at that point. Donald Trump is the president. Like everyone is sad and the world needed something bright and colorful. And like, it may be the end of the world, but we can make it the best day ever, you know? Yeah. And, and so I, I do, will I see it like again, probably likely not. Uh, but would I watch a, produced version of it like a video version of it yeah sure absolutely i love it when someone says oh yeah i'm oh yeah are they making a spongebob musical and everyone goes that will never work and then it does work i think that's such a good moment when someone has an idea that no one else sees and then it works and it's successful because like i was watching the tonys I tried to live stream it on my on my page for because so because no one else could actually watch it and then yeah you got you get busted too yeah <laughs> I got flagged CBS, like CBS, CBS have taken down, you man. down <laughs> like it was I was yeah, oh, I was so ir- irritated I thought I was getting away with it too but no CBS had taken no, me I, down and I was yeah, like oh crap ready. I was like oh shit they're gonna take down the page they're gonna copyright strike they <laughs> they're didn't, gonna but knock on your door. I panicked I was like oh shit what are they gonna do um but it was fine um. And I watched that Squidward performance, and I was like, that is so, it's just, I don't know, it was something really classic and, I don't know, really yeah. 
I don't know, classic theatre about it. I just loved it. It, it made yeah. me smile. And I never really watched SpongeBob much as a as a as a kid. Like I saw the films yeah. and stuff like that. I was never a massive fan, but. You know, it's something. I mean, we are going to go back to Hamilton again. I do like more musicals, listeners. I, I have to say, I, I like a lot of musicals, but Hamilton is my favorite. If someone yeah. said, "Oh yeah, I'm going to write a show about the Revolutionary War," yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, that would never. Or the or the French Revolution. Yeah, I'm, I'm just going to write a show about, about the French Revolution. Yeah, it'll be fun. Yeah, like that'll work. Yeah, that's now like Les Mis is the most successful show of all time. So yeah, it goes to show. I mean, some shows, no, are I think so. Mean Girls, I really enjoy it. And then I think when I heard that a Mean Girls show was, was coming out, I instantly said, yeah, that, that'll that work. That, that'll definitely work. So it's, I don't know. What are your thoughts yeah, on that? Yeah, no, I mean, on, on producing or on kind of creating musical or creating works of product by seemingly like, dull ideas or seemingly complicated ideas yeah i mean because show because i think dear van hansen is an original play and i think even some elements like us um and themes such as suicide are quite dark for a show but it's i think when you get the the correct writer and you follow your process or you find your, your process yeah. something really magical can be created um i mean heathers i never even heard of the film before um, I heard of the right. I, I heard of the sh- of the show first, but I haven't seen the film yeah, yet. But I, it, the the show is brilliant. Yeah, I think it's definitely about trust. One trust, obviously, trusting your process uh, and not being afraid to risk. I say that a lot too. Like, don't be afraid to take risks and fail, and then risk again. You know, it's like, and and trust why you're telling that story like uh, or you know it's like you're not going to make Les Mis like you don't set out to make Les Mis you set out to tell a story and so Mm. figuring out the why of a story and figuring out you know you could literally write anything uh, but you're only gonna you got to I believe like you have to put it in front of people you have to literally show people uh, to figure out if your idea is any good like it's it doesn't do you anything to keep it locked away in a notebook it's only by like showing your friends only by showing the people in your life what you're working on will you realize will you find your voice will you find will you find the right story you will be found (laughs) yeah very much so and that is how they wrote that yeah i think that's inspirational as hell i mean back to your um social medias and face pages um so yeah. you said how how you work in, in the social media but um with theater is dead what's your favorite type of post to make is it say like a meme photo cool. or like a, a video or so what's your like goal for your page in the in the in the future is it focused on meme culture or is it vlogging what's your um main goal of it yeah absolutely so my goal with theater is dead uh which will i think eventually evolve uh, uh here's the perfect world is that i we create an online community in which people care about the kind of work that theater is dead creates and 
as a result will be this online theater production company uh similar to the i would compare it to that of like a star kid uh, i don't know if you're familiar with star kid uh no, they're a theater troupe out in michigan who i'll come back to that uh <laughs> it's so like the goal for theater is dead specifically is to become an online theater production company where we're able to generate videos and production quality that brings in a digital income, uh, meaning that it's a business that's able to uh, survive off AdSense, brand partnership, and uh, products. And then on the back of that, we've built a community that loves and cares about theater, and we're able to tour certain places based on the demographics of our page uh, and produce work for those people. Uh, it's like the, you know, in five yeah. years from now, the, the perfect world is uh, theaters that is an active theater company that is producing original work for the people that have like been there since day one. And yeah, and then we'll take the Tony. Like a collaborative. I think that's an amazing idea. Like, yeah. I can see that genuinely happening. I, I yeah, genuinely and it, do. It starts with the vlogs. Like that's what the vlogs are ultimately about. Yeah. They're like, right now it's me running from like job to job. Yeah. Hust like trying to make rent. Uh, we're following your process. That's what we're doing. Yeah. I, honestly, like I am subscribed to. You. I find them really into. I because I think you're even in your vlogs. You're quite insecure about there not being enough interesting content in there i i do i disagree i think it's not every single vlog has to be a slime prank on someone's yeah. half-naked girlfriend yeah. for the thumbnail it it, it doesn't right. have to be that i think guys honestly f- subscribe to charlie munn on yeah, youtube mean the world. Ge- genuinely i it's because i think it's so fascinating also there's not i can't name many other places where it's better to vlog than in new york city I think that's true. I mean, Casey Neistat is the you know OG sort of vlogger, and I, th- you were in like briefly in one of his vlogs when when you at some point. Oh, I did just uh, yeah. That's definitely that's 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 some um, in depth research you've done there. No. Uh, <laughs> no, that was off your story too. Honestly, I am yeah. a fan. I rem- I remember uh, this stuff. <laughs> yeah, I for like a hot. It was like I, again, it's just like being in the social media world. Like I'm online all the time, and so uh, I think he posted. It was back when he was doing daily vlogs and he posted the day before that uh, his wife was Candace, who runs a jewelry company, was doing a pop-up event. And that if like, you were interested in some jewelry, come see us. You know, like that's down the street, like truly down the street to where I live. And so like on a beautiful summer day, like Yulia, my, my partner and I, we were just like, well, you know, we're not doing much. Let's go for a walk. And she yeah. has no, like she knows I Obviously, I'm quite involved with the world, but she doesn't know how big of a fan I am. Uh, and so we're like just going for a walk. And I was very blase about it. Like, I was just like, you know, maybe he'll be there. Maybe he won't. Like, I just want to go like, and see, you know, have a good day. We walk by and there's just like a hundred people, like a hundred kids aged from like 12 to 16 all outside of this tiny store. And I'm like, well, it's definitely where it is. Uh and I was like, oh, my God, this is insane. And he hadn't showed up yet. And as I'm walking up, I just look behind me. And it's fucking Casey Neistat with a, <laughs> holding a camera on the vlog. And I'm like, oh, my. And I, I 
occasionally do like because I work at a, a popular restaurant and so I do get a fair amount of run-ins with popular people but man meeting Casey Neistat was like or meeting I use in quotes like just seeing him in IRL I was just like oh my god like I'm starstruck like this is what starstruck is and on my personal Instagram there's like a I cut the clip of the vlog that I'm in uh and it, it's like him going up to the store and then it like pans to the group and I just walked up so I was at the front accidentally and he just pans and it's like me and uh Yulia and the it's only for like a half a second I remember the look the look on my face I'm like truly at my happiest like I look like I've just won because I'm just like this is my dude right here like Like, I'm smiling because of it like literally I admire Casey Neistat I mean he has done some controversial stuff with certain maybe a political videos but i honestly i think i think he's such a yeah i would i would feel the same like yeah he's my dude for sure yeah definitely so i think vlogging in new york for you is just the perfect place especially if it's about theater and broadway yeah like you, you are yeah, in yeah. the perfect place and it, it it will definitely go places you know but i think thanks man i YouTube appreciate that is much tougher to um get a hold of i think because facebook and instagram they have you know all these sharing and tagging features facebook doesn't i mean facebook try to is um sorry youtube is trying to add this social element with messages but no one really uses them so but um yeah. i think that's where a, a cross promotion on different platforms comes in really helpful really helpful yeah i mean i definitely have started like i now cut clips from the vlogs and put them onto the Instagram and it's, you know, it's worked more, you know, in, in so many ways. And it's like what we said earlier, it's like the one person that really cares about it and like is interested in what it takes to make theater in New York city. Like if that tagline entices them, uh, you know, they will click through and they will sub. And yeah. again, I'm like interested in building a, a drama club. Like I'm interested in like a bunch of like 10,000 freaks all hanging out, you know, definitely i mean yeah. um i'm gonna jump back to uh, theater now um yeah different question are there any types of theater that you don't like musical or play oh interesting is, or, or is there or is there a show that you that you've seen that hasn't really like struck you like spongebob or hamilton did um honestly i will say i am the best person to have in your audience like i re- i don't walk in with any sin- like i i found a lot of cynicism in the i find a lot of cynicism in kind of the world in the, the theater world mm. but like boy i think it's i'm just impressed by the fact that like you showed up you know like you guys learned your lines good for you like there's like 60 people here that's great for us you know like i i'm really easily uh a, a, a cheerleader of theater uh that being said, like, I don't like stuff. I don't like mean things, you know, like I don't like, I just don't like bad. I don't like when time feels like it's being wasted. And mm. I don't like, uh, when people have high exp- or like when the creators of it are like snooty and they think that their piece is gold when, yeah. when they're not listening to their audience, like when they're not listening to how their piece is being received uh it's when when creators have like earmuffs on and sunglasses on and they they can't 
hear or see how their 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 piece is landing to an audience's ear and like it makes me just like lose faith in them as creators uh those are the kind yeah. of pieces i don't like i like that idea because um, i think it's so because i think everyone will meet someone like that who thinks that anything that they've made is gold dust and yeah. needs a reality check or just you know a bit more modesty a bit like it's a it's kind of comedic in a sense. I mean, uh, Josh yeah. Friends. Uh, Josh I Friend. do, yeah. It's a bit, um, I don't know which season, but um, like at some point where Joey is in a play and he's in love with the yeah, wife a, yeah, of, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. of the director and that director is just so pretentious and so yeah. just, he just thinks that he is, he is, he is the new Shakespeare. Right, and right. he's just like, you do not understand this play. You're not yeah. acting correctly in my creation. He, he has no clue. So I, um, yeah, yeah. I think we'll all meet someone like that. And I think we, all of us might end up like that at some point unintentionally. Yeah. You know, I think. Yeah, so, no, I, I think. Because everyone needs right. confidence, but not too much, con- not too much confidence, you know, so. Yeah. I mean, um, have you got any other future projects brewing up, uh, social or not or otherwise? Uh, yeah, I, I have a few things in the works. I'm trying to think what is worth talking about in the sense that people can like, well, I mean, honestly, the, the vlog is definitely where I'm doing weekly videos on YouTube and that's taking up a lot of time mm-hmm. and a lot of energy, which I'm excited about. You need uh, YouTube really, merch. That's what you need. YouTube merch. I'm trying to, I'm definitely trying to get to that merch point, uh, but I want to earn that, you know, when I make that ask, I want to earn that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I attempted it, um, yeah. last year I was at 20,000 followers and I thought I'll just like, just someone's like, uh, a theater geek hoodie and I, right. and, I, and I put it on there and it got likes and shares, but no one bought it. And I was like, okay, I'm not there yet. So, so then I took it off and I stopped it and I was like, I, I need to know. So I am. It's yeah. That is a different point yeah. when someone wants to invest. In your that's brand. like a, just for me. That's like a, almost a whole like. I don't want to make a shirt, you know, that says "Theater is Dead" on it. But like, do I want a varsity jacket that says like "Drama Club," like class of twenty nineteen? And there's a hundred of them. Yeah. And like, <laughs> like you, if you're if you're buying it, in my mind, I I just want the person buying it to know because they know me. They've seen the blogs. Like they know who I am as a dude. Like they know that they're kind of like investing in me. It's this mutual, like, I'm going to create something that's beautiful for you. There will only be a hundred of them. And like in return, like if you found value in the things that I've made over the past, like four years, whatever, hopefully there's like, maybe they want, you know, maybe they're, it's time, you know, there's like a, a beneficial relationship, but in terms of things that I'm working on, I actually have one here on, uh, I'm building only because I thought it was a really cool idea. Uh, they're called mystery play packs or mystery playbill packs. And so it's essentially just a pack of three playbills, uh, one unknown, one historic and one rare playbill. Yeah. Uh, and I think I'm going to just give them away on the, for I've, I've made 13. And so I'm just going to give 13 away through giveaways on the Instagram and uh, the idea is that like people obviously like collecting playbills is definitely a thing, uh, but like perhaps like people want a playbill from like chorus line uh, and a playbill from like 
waitress and a playbill from like something they've never heard of like back in the 40s yeah uh and so i'm working on that which i think will be interesting i'm just curious to know how people are going to react and and i'm interested in like learning how to that will definitely tell somebody that'll definitely work (laughs) a giveaway like i'll buy three yeah like literally a giveaways are a very good technique to gain more following get, get more engagement because both parties win you know, your page gets yeah. a few more following and someone gets something physical that they win, you know, so but yeah, I think even playbills, wow, like, you know, I might enter. <laughs> I'll buy yes, them all, please. please. <laughs> I'll take all yeah, of them. Yeah. But uh, yeah, um and then aside from the only other thing that I'm working on is uh an audio play, which I'm actually pretty stoked about. Uh it's a play I produced uh a year ago, almost two years ago now, and I'm gonna produce an audio version of it. And uh, that'll get released through theaters that uh, but that's gonna take some time uh, what play is it I, I, can you tell me like what's the story of it yeah of course it's a play called by morning uh for anyone very very interested you can actually go on my youtube and there's about six videos that live there that were uploaded quite some time ago that are very artistic and don't do a, a too an amazing job at telling the story of the play but very much the vibe and tone uh by morning is a play about three brothers who uh, essentially on the day of their parents' funeral uh, go through a grieving process uh, with each other and try and understand the night of what has happened to their family. And it's kind of, there's some laughs in there, but it's definitely like a family in in grief. Uh, And so hopefully with the audio version of this play, we'll be able to access this like intimacy that we weren't able to do in the in the the live you know in the theater IRL production of it, uh, and yeah, and so I'm stoked about that, thrilled about that, and yeah, it's, I, I'm I'm pretty excited about it. You mentioned at the start, um, you, you don't have to talk about it if you don't want to, but you but you mentioned how you got fired from a certain job. And how that led yeah. to, you know, certain more doors opening. So if you if you yeah, don't no. mind. Yeah, no, I'd actually really love to talk about it. So one of my favorite things to talk about in general as a person is like risking and failing, like falling in love with your failures and then risking again, you know, and that was really put into practice. So right after when I graduated college in 2015, I uh, was really confused uh, I was kind of shown the acting business at that point. I was very much just, just an actor. Like that's what I was in my head. And I was being kind of shown what it took to be an actor in New York city, which in, to me involved getting, I, I was being shown what it takes as an actor, which is truly running your own business. It's buying headshots. It's, uh, it's you know, paying to meet certain people through, through pay to play auditions and things of that nature. And I was just like, Oh, this isn't what I, signed up for like i want to make plays like i just want to be an actor i want to meet audiences and so i was really frustrated by that i was also like i was like i you know had to make money i had to make rent i had to hustle in new york you know because right after especially if you go to school in new york everyone kind of asks if you're gonna stay and there was no doubt in my head like no i was yeah i was on i was gonna stay and so I was willing to do whatever it took. And I obviously worked a bunch of different jobs. I worked 101 jobs. Uh, but something came across my board that was 
social, it was essentially social media associate for, and like that was the, the headline for the position. And it was essentially like, are we're a small social media company that run the social media for, at that point, it was like Hamilton and a few other shows. And at that point, Hamilton was not something that everyone was talking about. Hamilton was this popular musical in New York City that was transferring from off-Broadway to Broadway and the cast album hadn't been out yet. Hmm. Uh, so it was, nobody knew what it even sounded like. Uh, and But I had definitely heard whispers of it and I was like, oh, this mm. could be huge. Just you wait. Yeah, seriously. And so I went in for an interview uh, with Mike who still runs Marathon Digital and <laughs> it's funny. I haven't really told this story in a while. Uh, I remember like going in for the interview and like us having like a real conversation and me being very transparent and being like, I don't know, like I didn't know the things that I know now. Like I didn't know what copy was in a post, how to distribute content, like tactics to distributing content and what, what it means to truly create content online. Uh, I was just like somebody who used Facebook and Instagram. <laughs> and, yeah. But what what uh, Mike saw in me was hunger. He saw hustle. He saw like somebody who was willing to sweat for him. And so he took a risk. Like, and he said this, like, he was like, Charlie, it's like, I don't think you are the most qualified candidate. And I was like, Ugh. Uh, and he, <laughs> Great. yeah, and he was like, but, I think you can learn all the things that that I've learned over the past two, three years. Super young dude. And so, and he's like, so you're hired. And this was Mike's, I think technically his second employee at the time. Uh, and so his company was growing, like it was expanding very fast and the workload was getting more and more. So like he was building a company up while also figuring out the internal structure of it and it was challenging for both of us for him to learn how to teach me things while the company was expanding at such a rate yeah. like there were de and and i so i was on that i was on his team for about three months and i remember like every day got worse from the first day in terms of anxiety and stress because every day i would be like i am not good good enough like I do not have the skills. I'm in over my weight, which like that area of uncomfortableness is good, but it was happening day. I felt like no, I was getting no small wins. Like every day was just being like, you are fucking up. Like you are not doing well. Like you are bad at your job. And it was crazy to be. And at that point, that cast, like the cast album was out. Tony nominations had happened. Like the musical was becoming what it is now it was like sky it, we you know it went from zero when i got hired not zero but like in terms of pop culture zeitgeist it went from zero to just beyond the, breaking the fucking barrier of what people think how popular a musical can be and there i was like literally in the center of it all like in the eye of the hurricane like except for me it was not fucking quiet it was loud and scary and like, I did not feel a sense of calm, uh, but I was watching these people making history and feeling like an absolute fraud, like feeling like 
I shouldn't be here. Like, I'm not equipped for this. Like, I'm not ready for this. And, you know, as a result, Mike and I, like, to say, to say I was fired is, like, the tag, is the tagline version of it. When truth, like, I wasn't happy. Like, I was unwell. Like, I wasn't sleeping. And Mike's company was suffering when he was flourishing. You know, he was doing really, like, he needed proper people to yeah. properly execute on the opportunities he was creating for his business. Whereas I was like having these internal debates of like, am I still an actor? Like, am I still a performer? Like I needed to work for him. And instead I, was, I wasn't there yet. Like as a person, I was still performative. And I had a bunch of things going on in my personal life that like distracted me. And, and like, but, and so from that, like I, was essentially fired from the greatest musical of the past hundred years, you know, or the most popular music yeah. musical of the past hundred years. And it took me a long time to learn from that. You know, it's like, look and be like, well, then what does it mean for me if I'm not, Hamilton material in a way like what does it mean for me as a creator and maker of things and it took me a long time to like not feel sorry for myself uh instead like I just I eventually and only about a year after that I'd say did I start to be like oh like how insane was that opportunity like how insane was that time and I that's when I started to, to digest everything like oh like these ambitions and feelings that I had at the time were so right. I just wasn't in an environment that supported me, like that needed, that could supply the things that I needed. Yeah. And so I had to learn and move and change. And it was just such a wild, it really was such a, a crazy opportunity to have such a small moment within that show. Uh, and like something I really like Hamilton means something different to me, you know, like it represents something different to me. And I'm so thankful now to have that time because the things that I I'll build and the things that I'll create won't be on the back of that name. Uh, it'll be on the back of the things that I care about. That being said, like I'm making Hamilton memes all the time. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, it's a, it's a little give and take, uh, but yeah, it was a it was a weird experience for sure. I think that's that's such a an incredible story, but I think something that is an inspiration to maybe those who recently got fired or recently failed at 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 something. But there's always you know life always finds finds a, a way, and I think questioning if you're like, Hamilton yeah. worthy or 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 not, I think that's that's quite difficult. I think facing something like that, but for sure. And it's, but it's great. It's so good. Cause it's like, so what? Yeah. Like what, like, what am I going to do? Like not be in theater anymore. Like not do the thing that I love. Like, absolutely not. Like it really was this, like, so you've been kicked. Like you fell, like you tripped. Like, so what? And, and it's like that. It's like, it doesn't, and it will happen. A version of it will happen again. And the key is just to be like, oh yeah, I've been punched in the face like this mm. before. 
Like, I know what this feels like. But and it leads to something better. That's something that you make or something you do, you know, not off the back, as you said, of, of, of Hamilton, you know? So, and like, I can't wait, like, you know, Mike Carnes and I are still friendly. Like we we still talk and those relationships and the things like you, the people that I did meet, like there's a talking point there, you know, like, I don't know. It's cool. It'll be really interesting to watch how those relationships I made come back because like if the one, it's a hundred percent worse in my head than it was. Oh yeah. Allowed. Like, you know, it's definitely, I'm the one dramatizing it and yeah, it'll. Be, I'm so through. I'm can't wait in five, ten years to see how that that part of my life plays out. It does take a certain pushback or knockdown to um, get you more excited for, for something else. I think. Yeah, which I is think, like a hundred percent. Yeah, but I think if you, if you say that to so if there's someone listening now who is who isn't feeling that, that's because you aren't there yet. I think yeah. something will happen that'll ins- inspire you. Then you'll be excited because I can't. Well, like also, I think a, a, a lot of people put so much pressure on them on themselves when we're we, we're all so young. I think yeah, everyone 100%. puts so much pressure on. Us. Like I'm twenty. I've like you know I've well I've have before even when I was sixteen put so much pressure on on myself that I have to do I have to get this done and, and this done when there's so much time, you know, yeah. to find something. I so you know. I can't no, wait. I, I mean, that's absolutely right. I can't wait. I mean, my hope is to move to New York, but so is millions of other people, of of young people. But I, I genuinely want to live there because, I mean, oh, what's it like for you living there? Uh, I mean, I love it. You know, I'm I'm very much a romantic about living here. Yeah, that's uh, that's, what, that's how I, how I feel. I just I just I just want to get there. You know. I mean, yeah. I live in a small town. Like I'm, I'm, right. I'm, I'm surrounded by farms and fields, so it is that kind yeah. of a cliche move from a small town into a big city. A hundred percent. I mean, I think there's, but there's a certain, like I to put it in, there's a certain heartbreak with the city. There's a certain like love and hate relationship. One, like I love people, so being able to see people everywhere, being able to like interact everywhere, that the. the endless opportunities like all of that is so real and if you're like a positive person uh new york can be quite hard because like you're actually surrounded by a lot of negative it's just not even negative emotion it's like chaos and so oh yeah uh, yeah. that can be pretty intense uh but i honestly there's a real financial hardship to living in this city that is so real that not enough people talk about the challenge of be of living uh a successful life here you know and i definitely wasn't prepared for it uh thank god i'm like i was especially in the beginning like i had my my dad was willing to like put me on you know he was willing to believe in me enough that he was would help me essentially financially help me financially to support that ambition you know because not we all know like not everyone and that's what breaks my heart like and I was thinking about it today. It's my dad's birthday today, actually. Uh, oh, ha- and happy birthday to him. Happy birthday, John. Happy birthday, Johnny. Uh, that, like, think my life would be so dramatically different if I wasn't surrounded by supportive people. And I'm, like, blessed as a fucking human to, like, have people in my life who support me. 
not financially. I mean, emotionally, like texts from friends saying like, Hey man, I love your vlog. Keep going. Like that means the world. Yeah. Uh, and especially in a city like New York, it can be quite hard to like stay focused like that. And, and there's just a, to bring it back. There's a bit of a financial burden that living that, that I don't think a lot of people put into account when they live here. And the truth is like, that's what will eat you. Yeah. You know, I've like, I'm at a time in my life right now. I'm uh, 26 and I, I, I work at a restaurant here, but I, and I love where I work. Like I've worked a lot of shitty service jobs here. Like I've done the waiting tables gig and this is the best job I've ever had. Uh, like, so it's like, it's dining at its highest level. What, what do you do at the restaurant? Uh, I'm a maitre d' there, so oh. I run the guest book and get people seated and kind of build relationships with guests. Uh, and I love what I do. Like it's stressful and intense, but it's fun. Uh, but I, and it's enough to pay for my life here, and it gives me enough time to be home by you know two o'clock every day yeah. to build. And then I work five hours, six hours on building theater is dead and, and building the social companies or the, the media companies that I work with. It's like, I, there's a certain, you have to fucking love it. Like if you, it's almost like, and how I always thought about it personally when I was deciding to move here was there was no other option. Like nothing else seemed like an option. Like I just didn't calculate it. Like I, it, in my head, like it, there was no other thing for me. Yeah. Uh, and if there was, I probably would have done it. <laughs> like it really was pretty, it was my way out. I saw yeah. it as my way out. I'm, I'm literally feeling the same way right now. I mean, I still have one more year of university to uh, do, but then after, after that, I see no other way. I don't see anything else, but New York city. And I think yeah. some people who are more level headed, cause I, I'm, I'm, if I think of something, I, do it i just i just jump on it i think more level yeah, people, yeah i would say well think about it you know there's visas and all this moving and and living costs but i think no i that's what i want to do and i think you know if at some points you have to just jump a hundred for it so a hundred percent and if nobody's going to convince you otherwise like do it and you know and like now and for a long time it's less than these days but like i'd go back home to florida and I'd see all my friends and I'd see like my parents' friends. And it's so weird how to your hometown, like New York is, it's almost like you've done, you've accomplished something simply by moving somewhere. Like you get a bit of credit, you know, it's like, oh, uh, Charlie's in New York, you know, when like the truth is like, you know, I was eating chicken and rice on the street the other day. because like, <laughs> I can't afford anything else, you know? That was a few years ago, but still, like, that's what it was. Like, I was living in, again, this few years ago, like, living in a mouse-infested apartment, like, an infestation. Uh, And, but when I went home, it was like, it was like, congratulations, which is, like, (laughs) insane. You know, it's like, uh, and so you definitely need that drive, but also a ton of perspective on, like, the life you're actually leading. Yeah. I mean, I've 
I see myself. I've got this all ahead of me. I can see it like I'm a hundred percent ahead of me, definitely. But um, thank you so much for for doing this this podcast. You, I think you're such an inspirational person, and thanks, man. Quite a motivational speaker. Like you, you really are very much like you've. Because I'm still quite nervous about, and I, I still got some time about thinking about you know making certain choices like moving to New York. But I think right what you said is you know that's kind of boosted me on. I was like yeah it it can happen because you made the choice without thinking about anything else and that was your focus so yeah you're right. no I, I appreciate it. and thank you for you know honestly thank you for having me on it it, it does actually mean a lot you know because I, I feel like when you start creating content you want to be this person that speaks about theater and builds a audience around theater like you think oh like you know like people will reach out to me and we'll do conversations. We'll have, you know, we'll create content, we'll collab, we'll do all these things. Yeah. And so it's like, like for that a year and a half later to, to manifest into this podcast, I'm stoked about it. Well, so thank, thank you. you. Um, I've, um, I do want to make like a, a, a closing statement to um anybody listening, any words that you want to say? Yeah, I would love to. Uh, again, my name is Charlie. Uh, I run Theater's Dead, which is a theater brand that celebrates theater and, and builds a community around it on the internet. Uh, if you are interested in talking about theater, performance, uh, kind of learning about being better, about having a little self-confidence and kind of the mental thinking that you need, follow me on Instagram, follow me on YouTube. It would mean the world. Uh, to me yeah join the club uh, that's all i got thank you for having me on i'm so happy that you're on here and i would definitely want you back for a future episode because i think 100 we have such i think such a good conversation even with some technical hitches uh but um part of the part of the game absolutely thank you so much charlie for being on and um you can follow offline broadway on all the social media um stuff at offline broadway and follow geek chat on Twitter, Instagram, and, and Facebook with the username It's Geek Chat because Geek Chat was taken. And, uh, uh damn it. I know. <laughs> uh, don't so, worry. I'm, I'm Theater ER on Facebook, but we won't talk about that. Oh, I didn't know. Oh, I, I didn't notice that. Uh, so, uh, no, you'd only get it if, you know, you got to pay real attention. Real attention. I'm, 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 in a... com- I'm in conversation. I'm in conversation. Yeah. Well, um, my lawyers are on it. <laughs> well, I don't thank have you any so lawyers, much, Charlie. Um, I'll, Cool, definitely man. want you back on and there might be that um bootleg debate i might brew up an idea because i think that's that's Do a it, big debate to toe to toe. that you got some very interesting thoughts on so um thank you so much and thank you so much to everyone listening i'll see you on the next episode of offline broadway bye cool. bye everyone <laughs>